This is episode 191 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 191 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Dan McMullen on the show. Dan is a real estate investor in student rentals specifically, invested in the Peterborough area, and he's also a high school teacher. And uh, today, he came on the show to talk about how he's using infinite banking with his real estate investing. So infinite banking is a concept that's uh, been thrown out to me a number of times. And um, I'm like, what's that? I didn't really know what it what it meant. I've talked to a few different people, had a few different people asked to be on the show to talk about it and um this is actually the second guest that's that's uh, been doing it and talked about it on the show and uh, we sort of did a deep dive into the concept and dan was very uh, helpful he's a teacher by trade so uh, he shared his concepts and his wisdom and uh, how he's making it work he also shared case studies on his student rentals and how the numbers are looking and what he's looking for right now why he likes that specific type of asset and uh, of course how he's using his infinite banking uh, to sort of be the bank and basically what infinite banking is is it's an opportunity to have a life insurance policy that you pay premiums into that you can actually borrow against because it has a cash value that's a very simplified explanation dan explains it in further depth in this episode and how that's helping him make money in real estate so rather than me explain it let's jump into the episode and and have dan uh, share his wisdom just before we do that i just want to remind you to please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on apple podcasts and if you're watching on youtube hit all the buttons uh, just to help more people find it make sure you're subscribed and uh without further ado let's jump in to episode 191 with dan mcmullen hello and welcome to the andrew hines real estate investing podcast i have dan mcmullen on the show and we're going to talk real estate and in infinite banking today so uh we've talked about that once before the infinite back- banking part and uh yeah first off thanks for coming on yeah excited to be here uh fan of the show and um excited to share with your listeners sort of what i'm up to Cool. Yeah. Right. So uh, Peter had connected us, I guess, yep. or had uh, maybe maybe notified you about me. I'm not yep. sure how that worked out, but Peter Lount, right? We're saying that right? Lount. Yeah. I think Lount. it's Peter yeah. Lount. Yes. Yes. I never asked him how to pronounce it. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I, yeah. I was planning on getting him on the show as well, but uh, so maybe we'll have that happen in the future as well. But um, do you mind just telling me a little bit about yourself as a real estate investor? Sure. And um, we'll go from there. Yeah. I'm about uh, three years into my real estate journey. Um, I primarily invest in the Peterborough area, student rentals. I have a, a duplex up there as well. So um, I have created a team with uh, my best friend and my brother. So three of us do it together. Highly recommend doing real estate. Um, in my mind, trying to create kind of a power team. Yeah. Um, it definitely t- takes the sort of the edge off of yeah. um, um, or the fear away from actually getting started. So I would yeah. definitely recommend for anyone who's interested in getting started create a little power team um, and start together okay so um so that's what uh, so you you guys are kind of tackling it together we are tackling together yes interesting i wasn't sure what you meant by power team a lot of people talk about their power team as you know like their property manager and whatever but i mean there is something to be said with the multiple active partner joint venture yeah, we, we each have our own skill set. So mm-hmm. I'm sort of the people uh, person within the, you know, the, the real estate realm. Then we have my brother who's very hands-on. He's great kind of um, with the, mm-hmm. uh, just the maintenance. And then yeah. um, uh, best friend Ryan's really good working with uh, municipalities, townships, um, and okay. sort of that. So we, we each have our areas of expertise and yeah. we um, double down on that. 
Okay, so I, I do a similar approach, actually. I mean, I've, I've been a solo investor a, a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. uh, like, for, for instance, with our campground, I'm not sure if you you heard me talk I about have, that. I have, yeah. Yeah, we actually have four active partners. Awesome. And we're all doing something different. Yeah, we're all kind of handling a different side of the business. And, you know, it made sense for us in this case because we just see the future potential of, of income possibility. I think revenue possibilities well over a million dollars, you know, once we're a few years in. And then things really get interesting. So... It, I think you're going to do really well in that. Tobermory is a special place. I've spent uh, many of my childhood uh, summers uh, camping yeah. up at Cypress Lake and really enjoyed that. So I think uh, nice. it's, going to be, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we've been listed for about a month now. So as of the recording of this, we've been listed on Airbnb. And we've, we've actually booked up pretty good for, you know, July is, is pretty full for all of our units. And minus, like, we're just bringing new units online and those ones are, you know, available. But uh, Word of mouth is going to spread to yeah. you. People go up and they have a great experience, yeah. and um, and hopefully you know that experience will you know prom- help you know, easy promotion for you. Yeah, it's fun. It's I've never I've never had that kind of a business where you know you get like tagged on Instagram. You know people people are uh, people are enjoying that part. So that's pretty cool uh, and to I, see that coming to life. Yeah, I think in this yeah. day and age, people are seeking experiences. I think yeah. really that's um, you know they want to try new things mm-hmm. and, and new activities, and I think that's you, you definitely are onto something. Cool. So tell me more about what you're doing. You, you said power team in Peterborough and yep. you've got how many now? So specifically we have uh, two eight bedroom student rentals up in, okay. in Peterborough, um, which, yeah. uh, which are, are fantastic. We're, um, yeah. we definitely, we, we're looking to actually scale that pick up. Uh, we want to do one a year. Um, yeah. and we're very intentional with, uh, with our investing with the student rentals there. So we, we feel that, um, we're doing sort of a, a higher end student rental. So yeah. we're buying nicer properties and we are yeah. getting the best, we feel the best tenants. Yeah. So, um, and we're renovating them in a certain way and we're actually listing them in a certain time. Um, so we, yeah. we like to buy between, um, I would say June, July, August, September is when we like to do the, the, the buys and then we renovate over the winter and then we rent uh, starting May 1st. May 1st. Yeah, that's probably a, a smart, smarter way to do it than I used to do it because I'd always I'd get people onto the eight months starting September 1st and then expiring April 30th, which is, you know, it's better than not making income for those eight months. Right. But if you buy it a little later, you can renovate over the winter when contractors are a little less busy. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a smart way of doing it. Yeah. And we also find, um, you know, students, we're, we're renting to second, first year students going into second year. Um, and we're getting the, the, the best students because they're like the keen ones. So we're actually yeah. renting it out um, in November is when we're doing tours. Yeah. And we're actually um, signing leases for May 1st. So, yeah. um, you know, the keen students are often looking early. Yeah. And they're often the ones we want to rent to. Yeah. Sometimes I sign, uh, sign stuff as early as October. Right. Which I always like you know, as, as a landlord, I thought that was way early. Like as a student, I waited until like February. Well, that's but, it. Uh, yeah. But you want the keen, I was not the keen student on, right. on rentals. And we were like, okay, let's go find something. It's getting too late. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, there's others, they've got their group together. They're ready to go. And we get the pick. So we, we can be very selective. Yeah. So if we have tours and we're running to 10 groups through our house. We get to mm-hmm. handpick um, who we want. Uh, I call that's all cool. the, I call all the parents. Um, and you know, cause I, I believe you're kind of renting out to the these parents. nice to the parents. Um, so you have nice pictures. If you're getting the right tenants, you are. That's right. You yeah. want the ones where the parents are sort of paying the ride. 
hundred percent. Because yeah, these kids don't have any money. <laughs> no, like they're you know paying seven twenty five yeah. a, a room. Um, yeah, like they don't have that. So eight bedrooms at seven twenty five. Yeah, we're we have um, so we we break up the the house. So Two some of the rooms. Of four? Well, no, they're they're eight. Um, so it is a group of eight. So we have uh, some rooms are six seventy five. Yeah. Some are seven hundred, and then the premium rooms with the ensuite and the walk-in mm. closets are, are seven twenty five. So yeah, we're doing very well in the cash flow piece. And those yeah. those rents have probably crept up over the last couple of years. We've scaled them up. Um, when we first we did our first one, um, our top end was uh, six seventy five, mm-hmm. and then we the one we just finished more recently we we pushed it. We pushed it up to seven twenty five for the premium yeah. room. So, and we some of the students were commenting, "Hey, this is you know this is a good deal," and we're like, "Okay, well, well, if you think about it in terms of the parents, like a lot of these parents are very well to do, even if it was like eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred dollars." How much different is that for them than 700 you know i mean it's not nothing but and for these, their kid and these parents have hopefully saved a long time for mm-hmm. the university education and and um we justify we're giving them a very uh, yeah. safe a fantastic like we're uh, we go through the whole what's great about peterborough is that they actually provide uh, licenses for these large dwellings. Mm-hmm. So we're actually, we can uh, say to the parents, hey, this has been inspected by the fire department. It's got um, interconnected mm-hmm. uh, three-in-one smoke alarms. So it's they, they feel very good that they're getting a great product. And from the investors end, I feel that I'm providing, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, a great a great spot for these students to, to really enjoy their time. And that was the angle I took. Uh, if, if you followed the podcast for a while, you'll I know do, like, yes. that was always my angle. I wanted to be the better student rental, like right. you know, the one people would tell their friends about. So you do have some that are, are um, ensuite bathrooms, some that aren't. Correct. Are these fully gutted, renoed properties, or like partial, or just as needed? No, they're very much. Um, we've just we've taken spaces and we've just created rooms. So we take a, an existing living room and a big living room, and we've created two rooms out of that living room. Or mm-hmm. we take a, a a big rec room basement. We put two extra uh, bedrooms down there. Okay. So both our houses are uh, five bedroom upstairs and three bedroom downstairs with three bath in the total house. And um, in the basement we have, we like to have like a kitchenette. You're not allowed to have another uh, kitchen. full kitchen, but they are allowing sort of a, a sink and um, sink and countertops and whatnot just to provide an, another spot where they can uh, some spread crap. out in the house a little bit. Okay, so how much living space is in these houses still? So they're big homes. We actually have we let. So again, very intentional what we do. We let when we're looking for these places, we like to have um, a common area upstairs, a common area downstairs, and we have obviously a kitchen upstairs and then the kitchenette downstairs. So they can spread out. So we're fortunate enough that when we are looking, we can find houses that have this. So both of them are bungalows. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a fairly, like how many square feet would you have? Eight, yeah, eight they're. In? I would say they're between twenty-two and twenty-five hundred square feet. So they're big. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a decent and, amount of space. You know, and they're they're expensive. Like these are these are. We, we bought our first one three years ago. Um, we feel we got a deal at five at five thirty, and we we spent thirty-seven thousand in renovation. So very little. Yeah, and what was really cool about that one is we actually um, there was a large. Um, we'll call it cavity in the in the garage. Um, so actually, what we did, the garage was eighteen foot ceiling. So we actually put a room above the garage. So we we blew out a, a door through the living room. We actually got an engineered beam across the garage, and we put a, a bedroom in there. Mm-hmm. So was uh, it still a functional garage? It's still a functional garage. So we still have um, eighteen foot. Sorry, we still have an eight foot um, garage. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a real, that was, that was awesome. So that room cost us, I think it was about 14,000 to, uh, 
to actually put in the house and we've we've after two years we paid it back already oh yeah, yeah. that's a no-brainer if you yeah. can get it in for that price right is there any restriction on the number of bedrooms by their municipality that you can have yeah so for the large dwelling unit for peterborough it's six to ten bedrooms they are they are allowing in there mm -hmm. um so we have a license for for that so yeah um you know some people would think oh you know who would ever want to live with eight people but we've had demand and obviously the more people you can put in these houses the, the better oh yeah slow, right 500 and 30 with eight people living in it paying on average what 600 yeah that one we've we've crept it up now so it's probably between six so that the first one is 675 to 700 per room so we're, we're north of like five thousand gross rent per month yeah yeah that's like you're getting closer to one percent rule yeah yeah so that's obviously going to be good now what do you have to provide uh in that market for the students are you are you doing utilities included yeah so it's it's internet all, included it, it's all, all in so we yeah. make it a one-stop shop parents like to hear that so we say you know what we're, we're charging you 725 but you're getting absolutely everything. Your, your kids yeah. are not worrying about anything so we do snow removal we do grass cutting we do inter yeah. like the best internet you can you can have so we're really really taking care of them and we do our own property management yeah um we just feel and again i talked about my power team um ryan and jeff like they um, if we need to go up to Peterborough, it's like, hey, who can take this trip? So it breaks mm -hmm. it up. Or, you know, yeah. right now Ryan's on vacation up in Thunder Bay. And so yeah. I'm taking care of it. So, yeah. So how do you uh, how do you collect rent with them? Are they all sending you AD transfers a month? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, eight, That's eight email transfers. Like your your, your account looks very nice uh, yeah. on you know, July 1st. And and off you go. Once you scale that to like 20 properties times eight, then you're going to like explode. You're yeah, gonna explode. it's, it's um, you know, it's, it is a lot yeah. of work um, yeah. and we do take it very seriously and we, but we do in, enjoy it because it's your own creation. We've taken this, this house and we've created it into. Uh, oh yeah. It's fun to see it. Yeah. It's fun to see it come, come together. Yeah. And um, more importantly, like if you have a really nice product to see like how like excited the kids get about it, like yeah. if it stands out against everything else that yeah. uh, that's on the market there. Uh, that's really cool. It, it's fun. Student, you know, when we're doing the tours, the you know the students are running around with their phones and taking pictures and they're FaceTiming their parents. Like it's it's fun to see them excited about mm. about that space. So you get a sense of yeah. pride in that respect. Give me a give me a bit of a sum up of of what you look for locationally. Like what's a prime rental in that market? Like what's your ideal product? Yeah, we, definitely. Uh, Buster's really important. Uh, so they're they're they all get bus passes with yeah, their, their tuition. Yeah, I'm not or sure. Or they buy a bus pass. Uh, yeah, we definitely we look for uh, those routes that are important. Uh, we want amenities, so we, we like to be central to grocery stores or just different um, places where they can walk to. For you know, I remember being a student. I I needed to to walk over the grocery store or whatnot. So um, we look for that. Um, we just want we want nice neighborhoods mm -hmm. and we feel so nice neighborhoods close to a bus path yep. a bus route like five minute walk yep exactly mm -hmm. um you know you have to remember that these students are primarily they're they're there in the winter time so it's mm -hmm. cold so you want to make sure that they can they're not yeah. having to walk long distances or whatnot so um we don't some would say oh you need to be right next to university and we would disagree with that like i think and i you'll you know, overpay for those properties for sure yeah yeah so we 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 you know a 10 minute bus ride not a big deal close to amenities perfect so that's yeah. what, sort of what we're looking for yeah i like student rentals i mean i think that i've always traditionally thought that they were sort of recession proof i wouldn't say perfectly but I, i'd say the biggest concern these days is shutdowns 
you yeah, know, if, pandemic if this, proof. We it, we never saw that one. Coming. Yeah, never saw. I yeah. never saw that one coming. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, and you know what? It, it turned out pretty well for me overall. I didn't miss a payment. Um, Same with us. Like we, um, you know, we 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 did a couple students ended up uh, going home, but we were quickly able to replace, replace them. Uh, I left it on the students to replace them. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, you need to go. Just find somebody to take your place. And and they and, do. And even yeah. you know. The students living at the the house, we say, hey, we'll yeah. we've even given say, hey, we'll give you five hundred bucks if you find someone yeah. that you want to live with, um, and yeah. and we've we've actually offered that. Um, like if you had an empty bedroom, yeah, say you know what you do the you do the advertising, you find mm-hmm. someone, and what we found w- yeah. with that is if it's their responsibility and they brought yeah. someone in, then they're not going to complain about yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, Carlo on this show a few times and, and he told me what he would do is he would actually not even advertise his properties anymore. He would just email out his current tenants and say, I'll just pay you to fill my other properties. Here's what I have available. Here's how much I'll pay you if, you, if, if your group that you recommend to me signs with me. Yeah. And like, I'm not advertising this property and people, he'd have some that would just like snap up like five or six different uh, referral fees yeah. and they make like, I don't know, a thousand bucks a pop or whatever he gave them. Um, so for him, did all the work, signed everything up. Um, I think that that's just, it's creative. It's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I don't get it when people say like student rentals, Oh, you don't want to do that. I'm like, I couldn't imagine an easier asset to, to manage. <laughs> it's, I, I, I think it can yeah. go wrong if you're not yeah. intentional. So I, yeah, I, you have to have your system set yeah. up, but if you do it right, I, I, I think it's a fantastic uh, type of product. It's been very seamless for us. And, and I can, you can see where people go wrong when they, they maybe get the wrong tenants or they in the wrong oh, neighborhood yeah. and they don't have it. So the nicer, but if you're, the like head, you said, if you're not intentional, if you get a, like where I started, I had like a mediocre product that really wasn't ideal for students. And guess what? Like people had a paintball fight inside the house. Like you're going to attract bad tenants with a bad product. Yeah. Yep. But if you have a great product, you attract good tenants. Like you said, you get to kind of pick the yep. group. I don't really discern too much at a group of eight. Like if the mix, girls, guys, I don't, I, I mean, people will say maybe girls are cleaner, but I mean, you could be disproven on that. Um, I, I just, I feel like you, if you have a nice product, you will just attract a good one. And I, you, you call every parent more than I've done. If they're willing to sign the, the parental guarantor, I'm like, okay, we got our guarantors there. Yeah, I yeah. just, um, I, I just find, you know, if, yeah. if, if students, I want the parents to know what they're signing, their kid is signing up oh, for yeah. student. Like, you know, 725 is a lot of money and, it, and it's, sure. I, you know, it's, hey, do we, do we all understand? Because we're building, um, you're in the relationship business when you're, you know, you're being a real estate investor and you're being a landlord, like you yeah. really are. So uh, that transparency is very, very important and you need the parents on board. Yeah. Well, it's all people and people. So it definitely does not hurt to have that conversation. Yeah. The thing I would worry about and, and what I really tried to get away from because I was self-managing is I didn't want anyone, students or parents alike, making calls to me just because I have so much going on. Right. It, it ends up taking up a lot of time. And when the parent calls, and you know what, rightfully so, they want their kid to have a good time. It's like they assume that that's all I have on the go right now. Like, I just need to talk to you about Billy's problem. I'm like... Sorry, which house is that again? Yeah. Like, yeah. could you help me understand what's going on here? And it's not, um, I don't mean to make that sound like I wouldn't be willing to talk to them. It's just like, you got to have systems to kind of um, tackle that. So I wonder as, as you scale and you guys get up to, if it isn't your goals to get up to five, 10 properties, if you start getting more of those calls and it's like, whoa, we need to kind of create a layer of somebody who handles these calls. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a bridge I know yeah. I'm going to have to cross at some point yeah. in time, uh, but I also don't want to create... Uh, yeah. e- you need to find that right person, right? Yeah. To, in order to yeah, replace to you. That. Um, 
And that's, a, I think it's a good problem to have at some point in time. Yeah. Especially if you have like a VA or something like my, my VA will handle like tenant stuff that comes up. I'd be like, Hey, call them, find out what's going on. Right. Fix it for them. Most of the problems are, Oh, we have a plumbing issue. Here's the plumber's number. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a lot of it can them. just be done from your cell phone, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we, yeah. we've had toilet problems. Okay. Boom. You call the plumber. Yeah. You, you disarrange that. It's quick. Yeah. I know that having that power team is great is we, we do divvy up which house we're responsible for, oh, for yeah. what tenant. So we're fielding calls. Sure. Um, and then we can do a, a WhatsApp yeah. uh, group do you chat. Get, do you get a lot of calls? Like, do you find that like you're getting a lot for, I mean, you have 16 tenants for between two houses. Yeah. The nice thing, yeah. uh, I would say no. And, um, we're buying nice houses, mm-hmm. so we're not buying beat down. Like these houses are so it's very few touches. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're very much moving ready. Um, during the renovation, we actually are forward thinking like we, with this last house, we actually, we know that the AC needs to be upgraded at some yeah. point in time because it's original. So we actually. Um, we had an HVAC guy come in and he says, okay, you're going to need, yeah. while you're doing drywall, you're going to need new, um, new pipes cause they're not to yeah. code. So we actually ran, yeah. um, new your coolant so, lines, right? Yeah. So we're trying to have as little impact as possible. Okay. So it sounds like your, uh, your student rentals are, are working well. What's the plan? Are you looking for more? Yeah, we were actively looking right now. Um, okay. especially with the rates coming or with the, uh, inventory sort of opening up i guess inventory opening up uh, yeah we're yeah. we're ex- there's a lot of fear out there oh, we're yeah. very confident in uh, our abilities and sort of the cash flow they can create so we're actually seeing this as an opportunity yeah. and we're excited about it well let's run through some numbers on what a deal would look like today sure. so if you were to if you were to buy something so what what kind of price point are you looking in to get the eight bedroom that you're looking for yeah i would say between 650 we'd be willing to pay 650 to 750 on an eight bedroom so that's kind of the, uh, the purchase okay so let's say a worst case scenario 750 yep okay and then what kind of renovations would you need to do yeah those costs have gone up so um i would say let's say 50k that's still not very much <laughs> yeah that's still very very okay. So you'd be in for about eight hundred thousand, and then you would um, you would potentially be having an average rent. So you're gonna have eight bedrooms times what's the average rent? Yeah, I call it seven hundred now. We can do like these are premium products. If we were on our next one, we were that would be our goal is seven. Yeah, and you're providing like TV, couch, all that stuff in there. We did in our first one, we did a couch and a TV. In our second one, we have not. It was just, it was bare bones, nothing. And you still rented it for that price? Unfurnished, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Every market's a little different, what people get used to, right? Like if most landlords are offering it, they'll say, well, why aren't you? Uh, Whereas in London, like most landlords didn't offer internet, so I didn't have to. We feel like we have the best product in the city. So we can... That's great. Yeah. So we're like, well, this is the... If you want to find something else... No, that's that's good. That's good though. (laughs) Like, I, I love it. Like... That's always been my angle. Right. Whatever I own, I want to own like the best. The best. Which is actually a bit of a handcuff because because you go a lot slower when you have, potentially can go a lot slower when you have that mindset. Like scaling wise. Scaling wise. Yeah. yeah. So there's another angle that we'll get to with the infinite banking on on the scaling. So there's sure. an intentionality on on that. So we'll. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll jump back. into that and, and talk about how that, how ways to make that not the case. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to go slow. Um, I think you know especially with, like if you're only doing 50k in reno that's not bad like we, you normally when i'm thinking make it the best like we're getting into some hefty renos right and it's 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 it gets very expensive so uh let's just work through these numbers so 5600 is what i'm getting based on 700 times eight bedrooms what would you be looking at for a property tax amount 
Yeah, Peterborough probably, let's just call it 5,000. Okay, and then insurance being a student rental. 250 a month. 250 a month. So that's $3,000 a year? You're, okay, yeah. yep. so you're getting a good policy. Yep. Maintenance, 5%, yep. put that in there. Yep. Um, utilities, what are you gonna get to annually? Or even monthly? Yeah, so I call, one is called all, everything 500 bucks. Like, Water, heat, yeah. Hydro. Okay, so six grand a year—that's yeah. very reasonable. Yeah. Management, you're doing it, Correct. so I'll just leave like one percent, just for whatever. Yep. Um, and then landscaping, snow removal. So call it, yeah. So we're actually doing lawns ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when we pop up, but we're doing snow removal. We want to take the liability away in that respect. So I think it's about eight hundred a year. Okay. Eight hundred a year. Crazy. You guys are cutting your own lawns. Ah. You'll, well, you'll, you'll stop doing that once you get a so couple more. Power team, um, yeah. Ryan, my best buddy, he he works in Peterborough. Yeah. So on his lunch hours, he just, just go over cuts the lawn. Yeah. And well, I was going to ask you like what you guys all do. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay, so 800 a year. It really wouldn't be much to get a kid to cut your grass for like 20 bucks every uh So we had that last year. We actually, and then one of my other properties, we just, we, we do that. We just pay the neighbor. Okay. So if you bought that for seven fifty and put in the fifty, like do you go and get it reappraised or you don't do it as a bird? So not not right now. Okay. So and then it is um, certainly challenging. Like you, we're not going back and getting aid lenders. Uh, being the student rentals, they're not. You can go to, to credit unions. Exactly. So we're letting the equity sit there right now, and, and yeah, um, we are going to pull some money when we need it for the next couple. So the one property's coming up in two years, and we'll sort of. Double down on that. So you guys are going to be sort of like 25% down after your reno, something in that ballpark. Uh, 25 year am with the credit union? Correct. Well, we're 30. With, yes, correct. Yes, 25. Okay. And then uh, interest rate now, like what, what are you going to be looking at? So we were locked in right now, what we're looking at? Probably like 6% with the credit union? Call it that. Sure. Yeah. We got better rates prior, but if you're doing it With the right way things now, are changing, yeah, like right. you don't know like where things could be at. So... It'll, it, it, we'll have to see how it plays out. So right yeah. now this is showing about $150 in cash flow, yeah. which is good. I mean, our maintenance number at 5%, you probably, depending on what's been done, right. you might not actually hit that. But then again, like 5% is $3,300 a year. I mean, you could repaint a place and pay that. Yep. So yep. not that right. we think it's going to be that bad. Yep. These are getting good tenants. But, yep. um, okay, so, so these are, the thing I like about this is that, you know, you're not, you're not having to do anything. You're not having to pay it, um, you know, in terms of like a financial contribution. It so, sort of sustains itself. Correct. The big thing is the down payment. Correct. Which you're coming up probably where the infinite banking comes up because that's where you're getting some of your yeah, money. Yeah, you're, these are substan like substantial down payments that you're going to have yeah. to, the money's going to have to sit there for a little while. So it's yeah. not, mm -hmm. that's not ideal. Like the burr is great it, because you can pull it right back. and the, the, Right, but even the appraisers money. probably aren't going to say, hey, you've added all this value because you but maybe they will. If it's the one that understands student rentals, see, that's the thing. If you can kind of make chummy with some uh, appraisers that are appraising for investors, they get that bedrooms equals money. Money equals more value when you're applying a cap rate. Because you're almost a 6% cap rate on that. Like that's, yeah. Historically, like if we were still back in like the 2.5% interest rates, like you'd be crushing uh, crushing the cash flow. You'd be like a couple thousand bucks. Well, that's what that's what our that's what our first property is right now. So we a couple are a thousand a month. Yeah, like yeah. we're it, we, you know we're locked in at two point eight seven. 
Yeah. So with uh, a credit union or that, that was one with the bank was not. Yeah. Yes. You can still get them through with the bank. It's just harder. It, it was done earlier uh, before the regulations changed. So um, yeah, it's cool. the, it, it certainly, it would, it'd be more challenging now um, to actually get that first mortgage, but it can be done. You're saying with a, with an A lender? Yeah, we would definitely, A lenders don't want to rent to student rentals at this point moment in time well okay so as a general notion yes but in my experience there are ways around that right like just knowing who within the a lender because they know how to position it to the bank where it doesn't scream student rental correct and then they can get it done so the the challenge that i've found in the past is they apply like cibc there they have the stress test plus their own internal sort of stress test what their debt coverage ratio and they have all their predetermined amounts that they include for expenses. So by the time you factor all that in, I was I was getting like 65% loan to value. Yeah. So you can get your A rate, but you're getting like way restricted uh, loan to value. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the part that's not fantastic. But you have strong cash flow in these. You would have better luck with them. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, um, so yes, we'll, we'll get into yeah. the infinite banking on how that, um, how, how it really starts to get exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, I should, oh, sorry, just to clarify my, yeah. my previous point, I, I, I should correct myself because the, I, the challenge I had with CIBC was they were using market rents for family rentals. Right. So they don't care about your student rentals. So it's just going to further restrict your loan to value. That's the, that's the real problem. Even if you can beef up your, your rents, it's still going to have a problem. Um, so the other option I did, RBC, I had around 65% as well. Right. But A rates. So if you can put down a little bit more, you can get those. Otherwise, you go with the credit union, yeah. take a hit on the cash flow. But you grow your business and you can do as many as you want with those right. credit unions, yep. right? Like they're not going to say, don't, don't have 20 as long as you can keep making the DCR work. Right. And there's always it. a way like the, having that investor mindset. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're going to say no. Well, I'm going to go yeah. find someone that's going to say yes. Exactly. Do you just give up? Like, I mean, uh, the people who buy a lot of student rentals, eventually they switch over to a commercial or a credit union approach. Yep. Uh, you can't just stick with the A banks. A banks are where you start, but that's kind of like trading wheels. Eventually you move on and you, you get into other types of lenders. You have to. Yeah. It, um, yeah, again, it's the how can I, yeah. right? Yeah. It's or the who, not how. Dan Sullivan, sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who do I need here? Yeah, yeah I mean, just the big mindset. A lot of people are, are say I can't versus how can I, and I have to tell myself this too, right? I mean, sometimes we look at something and you know, if, if we're emotional about it, we we might not look at it the right way, and you get frustrated because yeah. you're you say, well, why can't I do this? It doesn't make yeah, well, sense. That's a that bad you're question. Not, to like, ask. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? Well, you ask and you'll receive the answer. So, um, yeah, I like getting into these type of conversations because it is important. Like mindset as an investor is everything. Otherwise, you won't really grow. You'll you'll hit a plateau and you'll stop. And and that's the first. I think that well, it's the first step. Like everyone talks mindset, but it really is. It's saying, okay, I'm going to be an action taker and a doer as opposed to just sitting on the sideline and watching. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, I kind of sure. have my my daily mantra is, yeah. what am I doing today to make myself better tomorrow? And am I taking action today to make myself better tomorrow? What That's important because the micro, yeah, matters. Every day matters. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this before because a long time ago I had like a, a weekly schedule where I would have set time blocks for everything from working on my business to working in my business. Like, what am I going to do like in this time period? And I want to recreate that for my life now with everything I do now. Like, what are all the elements that have to go into every week and just give myself set time blocks where I throw my phone away and just crush out, you know, I need administrative for an hour and I'm doing nothing else. Uh, I need to get back to that because I got so much going on. I like that because it's being very intentional, right? Yeah, but your time. So you're just, um, 
Um, and, and I'm a family guy and you, I, congratulations, you're a, a new father as well. And when, what you're going to experience is you're going to need to carve out that family time as well. Right. Yeah. So you're being very intentional with your kids and this with is your wife time. and this with his work time. and yeah. because it can get all jumbled up and you can get kind of carried away. Yeah, that's definitely it. Like I, I can say like the main challenge is like every moment he's awake, like we have a nanny in most days, uh, and that literally just keeps us at our baseline where we would be before the kid during the day. Like the house doesn't get totally destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it allows me to leave the house so my wife doesn't like have a mental breakdown that she isn't doing it alone. For sure, yeah. And um, you know, then the whole time he's awake, we're, you know, we're kind of doing stuff with him. For sure. And it's not until he goes to bed that I have like three hours at night from seven till 10 in an ideal instance where I can do some stuff and I'll get caught up on things so yeah you're right like you really do need to figure out your time like people who don't have kids don't realize how much time they have oh, oh it's and yeah it, everything else kind of goes to the wayside and and you know you um, one thing you, you definitely learn as a parent is to well you, they force you to learn this is you have to yeah. you, you have to change your expectations because you yeah. think you know a lunch is going to go to a certain way or bedtime is going to be a certain thing and it just it all goes yeah, every day is different Every day yeah. is different. How many kids do you have? I got three. Three. Yeah, three. Oh, okay. Three under ten. So it's uh, <laughs> it's definitely busy, and but it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I always say this. I, I don't know how you got to the second one. Like after the first one. <laughs> no, you, you'll get you'll get there. It's it's yeah. fantastic. But circling back on what, yeah. the intentionality, like. Yeah. Um, little by little, little becomes a lot. So it's just those little increment things every day that you just need yeah. to do. And whether that's like your, your yeah. business or your health or well, your exercising or yeah. family or whatever, right? Yeah, because any of us can do this. Like what are the things that have to be in every week? Like if you if you kind of envision, like you start with your goals and then your ideal lifestyle, what that looks like, then you're going to probably determine that every week includes a certain amount of time for cooking, going to the gym, working on your business, uh, posting on social media to grow your business, reaching out to your investors, uh, to connect with them, to build those relationships. Those are all important things that don't pay off maybe that day, but they're, they're contribute to the overall quality of life. And that's it. They say the life that you're living right now in this moment is just uh, a collection of decisions and actions that you made. Uh, like, like 16 well, months we, or something, right. whatever they say, yeah. Years yeah. ago. Well, and, the, yeah. and if you look at your health, well, you're, you know, the, yeah. donut, the donut you eat today is not going to have any impact today. But if you eat a donut every day for the yeah, next... It compounds. You know, it compounds. And this, that, that's same when it comes to your money and, yeah. and uh, your health and your relationships. Compounding everything. decisions, yeah. So, Like the people, the top performers, um, like I'll, I'll generally ask people who come on this podcast, like what does your average day look like? And not everybody has that like sectioned up schedule like that, but they'll describe a routine. Well, normally this is what I do in the morning. And and you'll see those consistent elements there that people have that consistent success. It's like they have certain things that they do that are with consistency. Funny that you say that. Um, yeah. Here's an analogy. I'm a teacher by trade, and there's there's a reason that A students get A marks yeah. and B students get B marks yeah. and C students get C marks. There's also a reason why um, people make five hundred thousand dollars a year. There's yeah. reasons why people make two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and there's reasons why people make. 50,000. Yeah. Because everything has a system. So, yeah. you know, if you are trading your time for money and making $50,000 a year, well, that's like you're doing that and you're trading your time for money. But if you are scaling up and you are getting your money working for mm -hmm. you uh, uh, faster, well, there's a system for that. Yeah. So it's, um, that was one thing, sort of my why and why I'm doing this is okay, uh, am I doing the right systems in order to sort of, 
uh, scale my life in the way that I want it. Yeah. So it was, those are important questions to ask. For sure. Yeah, you know, just like spend some time. Like I used to love my mornings. Um, I was doing the uh, the what is it? What was it called? The Miracle Morning for a little while there. Okay. Getting up at like four a.m. Yeah, and journaling yeah. and stuff. That's a great time where you just have no distractions. You just journal out your thoughts and and you know digging into the thoughts of like how you want things to be. That will dictate the decisions you make. If you if you're thinking about how you want things to be, you create your your reality because your mind is focusing yeah. on those goals for the day. So yeah. if you're thinking to myself, okay, I need to make this many phone calls. Yeah. I need to reach out yep. to this person. I need to do that. Then your mind starts yeah, creating yeah, exactly. a map. Yeah, exactly. Um, like this is my goal. Right. Here's here's how that breaks down onto a monthly. Here's that that on a weekly and a daily. Okay, so here's what I need to do right. today to make that happen for this year, for this next year. Yeah. And people talk. You, the, the, it's so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cliche to talk about goal setting, but it yeah. is real. Like it is so, so important, important yeah. on a daily, monthly, yearly to yeah. have those goals, and and yeah. because your your brain really starts to connect with yeah. how am I going to get there. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of like deductive reasoning. Well, if I want this, then what do I need to do now? Like, you know, well, clearly I can't just sit around and eat potato chips all day. I'm gonna have to uh, do something. And and what's the plan in order to do yeah, that? So yeah, exactly. And, and, and how? it's called backwards design. So yeah. starting with the end in mind and, and working way back. Yeah. So with that being said, what do you do on a daily basis for work? Yeah. So I'm a, a high school phys ed teacher. Okay. Uh, so I'm uh, 17 years into that career. So um, it's really, I really enjoy my job. I'm certainly with my, my journey as far as the real estate and, and the investing side, I'm it's yeah. definitely carrying over to, to um, what I talk about on a daily basis yeah. in the classroom. So I'm, I am talking a lot about intentionality, lifestyle design, um, yeah, and it's it certainly I, I'm sort of reinvigorating myself and getting excited about talking uh, about designing mm-hmm. life in a certain way and sharing that with the students. Yeah, it would be hard not to like if I were teaching in a school, like hard not to talk about like real estate and how you can you know don't just think typical careers, like don't just think a job. Think about how you want your life to be. It's it's amazing talking with the students as far as. Um, the generational programming. So we're mm-hmm. we're all we're all programmed from our parents. We learn a lot of how our parents navigate yeah. the world. So we tend to navigate the world in the same way, mm-hmm. unless you become conscious of that. Right. So, and I watch the students do the same thing. You know, the, the students are always saying, "Well, I want to." My parents want me to be a doctor or a lawyer, and I say, "Okay." Do you notice that every high school kid wants to be a doctor, a lawyer, or what's the other one? It's your doctor or lawyer, big big two. And quite often, that's their parents talking. Yeah. Um, you know, saying, okay, you need to go to university, yeah. you need to do this and 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 they're they're being programmed and saying, yeah. Okay, well, what about is there something that you would like to do? Um, yeah. and being intentional with that. I don't know. Would they fire me if I told them that they should not think about going to post-secondary? <laughs> you should just go right into business. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, that's certainly a trend. And I think the students yeah. are the social media is um definitely uh, promoting the fact that maybe you don't need to spend a hundred k yeah on on this. That's one of the things that I thought you know could potentially happen for student rentals, and it never occurred to me early on, but it did occur occur to me that there could be a social shift away from post secondary when people start to realize that hey, the jobs actually kind of suck at the end of the post secondary uh, unless you're doing something like a professional job. But I mean, there are people that are moving into Toronto that can't even pay their rent with with what they're uh with their what they're making to start it's it, it is a real problem and definitely yeah. um and speaking of the student rental and the investor side you need to have an exit plan in case that was to ever happen so we yeah. we think about that with with our homes yeah. saying, okay 
if that dries up, this which I don't think it's, yeah. I think this is going to be a generational, like this might be my yeah. kids, kids change that. Like these institutions, um, the, you know, to be a teacher, you need to go to, you need to go to post-secondary school, to be a doctor, yeah. to be, right. a yeah. like, that's so they're change. making so that. Those paths are still going to need it. And, Absolutely. And that's what I liked about like Western, you know, had engineering, you're still going to need engineers, you're still going to need lawyers, doctors, dentistry, all those schools existed there. Uh, so like I felt a certain level of comfort, but it still could, you know, decrease enrollment. The thing I thought uh, was the bigger risk was lockdowns. Those were like, if you have a couple of years of that, you're now going to have like a big softening of people just saying, you know what, we'll just do it online. We're, we're just going to stay at home. And um, not that I, th- I don't think that's an easy decision because kids want to go to school. They want to be with their friends and they want that experience. So conflicting factors for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I think with with student rental, if I was just to start from scratch again, um, I, w- I would keep more in mind how I would pivot to a family rental better because mine were very purpose built, like very, very right. specifically it would be a little weird for a family, just a bit. So I would have probably done bigger living rooms and like kind of like set things up. So, hey, we have en suites in all the bedrooms, but who cares? We don't need them, but we got everything else we need. Yeah, yeah, and as long as you, it's certainly if you have that shell of a, a, a house and they're in great areas, and that's what I really think is important is when you are buying, yeah. buying those really great areas um, to have that exit plan. Yeah. Absolutely. By, by great areas. And I mean, in your case, you might blow out a couple of walls if you're transitioning back to a family rental, but it wouldn't be a huge uh, rental to put it back uh, no, it, to it, the way you would want it. And that's what we we're thinking. Yeah. You can easily tra- transfer it back. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Dan, are you located like this area? Like where do you live? Yeah. Whippy. So Whippy. Durham area. Oh, okay. Whippy. So you, you, you did a drive to get here today. Yeah. So yeah. no problem. Right across the 401, no traffic at all. Good to go. Oh, okay. Glad to hear. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Dan, tell me about how the infinite banking concept is in, you know, involved here. I guess that, so that's not what you do for a living, but Peter is somebody you worked with on this. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the infinite banking concept, um, Nelson Nash uh, is the author of a book called Becoming Your Own Banker. And that's kind of the uh, ground zero of where you need to go if you're interested in implementing this, this concept. Yeah. But very simple as a concept, you know, can you tell, like so I'm in kindergarten. We're create. I'm creating a, a, a family bank. I'm creating a master account. And how I'm doing that is we're using uh, mutually owned, dividend paying, whole life insurance. So what that is, is um, these are life insurance policies that I would get on myself, they have on cash my value, wife. Right? They have cash value. Yeah, okay. Um, and they're dividend paying. So... Um, there are annual premiums we have to put in and they, uh, uninterrupted compounding interest for the entirety of these policies. Yeah. So the, the, the dividend they pay goes back into the fund. Correct. Yeah. It circles back into the fund. Yeah. And okay. And then what you're able to do because they have cash value is borrow against them. I can take a collateralized loan against the, that, yeah. which is very beneficial because I can then, um, you know, pivot and, deploy yeah. that money into investments. Right. Okay. So could you, like, which institution would you have your, your policy with? Yeah, I believe Equitable Life is the, is okay. the institution. Um, the brokerage is called Ascendant Financial. So okay. Ascendant Financial is a company in Canada here. Okay. Uh, Jason Lowe is the CEO of that. And mm-hmm. so they're the ones who actually set up the policies um, with a uh, a life insurance company yeah. and then i have pierre lount who is my my coach uh, yeah. and mentor working through this process with me okay 
Awesome. And um, like what, what lender would lend these collateralized loans to you? Oh, so actually um, the life insurance company. They so, do it. Yeah, it's so easy. So I have, yeah. um, they have a great, so these policies get, they get underwritten, they get fired up, they get going, and then you're given um, a, a password and a, a sign-in. So I can go mm-hmm. in and I can see, it's just like a bank. I can see all mm-hmm. of my information all there. I can see uh, how much my policies are worth. I can see the loan availability. I can see the loan amount that I've taken out. Mm-hmm. So it is all there. And if I want to take a, a loan, a policy loan, I simply fill it out, fill out a, uh, a piece of paper, I PDF uh, shot it, I send an email, and within literally within 48 hours, uh, funds are transferred into my account. Nice. It's beautiful in the sense that it takes all the red tape out. I don't yeah. need to be approved because the money is, is already there. Is there a qualification there. though? They want to, like they run your GDS, TDS, like for a mortgage or any other loan? Nothing. No. No, because they have, so. So it's just based on collateral. It's collateral. They it have, doesn't matter that you have the income. So yeah, so exactly. So let's say I take a policy loan um, and uh, something unfortunately happens to me and I pass away. Whatever the loan amount outstanding they would take a, just liquidate. Uh, well, they would li- they would take it off my my death benefit. Yeah. So instead of being paid out, say three million dollars, mm-hmm. I'd be paid whatever the amount is minus so three million minus, minus what's whatever fifty thousand that I have yeah. it, or whatever. So th- they're getting their money. Yeah. So it makes sense to them because they don't have to pay out the same amount. Right. Um, so what's so beautiful is I can yeah I can have life insurance, but I also can use the money while They've I'm still invested. living. Yeah. So what's your What's your mutual fund policy earning um, compared to like what you're paying on the interest? Yeah, so let's say I'm making a dividend of 5% a year. um, And then let's say if I want to take a loan, let's just call it the loan might be 7%. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people that get hung up on saying, well... You know, it, that doesn't, what, I, I, can go to, I can go to a bank and I can get yeah. two and a half or whatnot. Yeah. But it's the whole, it's the whole mind shift of, I own, it's mm-hmm. a mutually owned. So I own part of, you know, I know it's a very small amount, but this is my company. So these, yeah. these um, policies are kind of like starting my own business. Yeah. So we have 10 policies within my family right now. Um, so I have yeah. them on my kids as well. And we'll talk about how. So basically this benefits the fund. When you borrow money, that money is going back into the fund. Never, you're going to pay management fees to the people administering it, but. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we're keeping it all all in house in that respect. Yeah. And what's also beautiful is it's I I don't have to pay it back in a year. I can pay it back whenever I want. Mm-hmm. So it's unstructured loan. So I do want to pay it back because I want to keep my policies full in order to deploy money in the future. So I yeah. will make so you can loans. recycle the capital. You pay it back, then use it again on the next time you have a deal. Exactly. So yeah, circling back in the student rentals, I see the gross uh, income as the thing I really like, because yeah. let's say I'm, I'm bringing in a fresh $5,000 every yeah. month. Well, I can, um, let's say I was to take a policy loan or I mm-hmm. need to pay a premium. I have that fresh money, that yeah. flow coming at me. And that's what, so, that's what banks are so good at. Banks are good at money flow. Mm-hmm. So, and if you look at why banks make so much money is because they get their hands on your money first. Like when yeah. I get paid, the first person, the first spot that that money goes to when I get paid as a teacher, it goes right to the bank. Mm-hmm. So the bank now controls my yeah. money right away. So my mind shift is thinking, yeah. I need to think like a bank. So I'm trying to create a, a bank and the vehicle which I'm trying to create bank just happens to be these life insurance policies. 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, you're just you're right in the middle of the money. Uh, I think the big the big thing is, is that you can keep this money working, grow your life insurance policy. I think there's a lot of people out there that probably want to have that. Like that's the you know one extra thing that they've got in there. Uh, I have three kids. It's a wealth, layer. Like, yeah, I, I like wealth to have. protection. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you have this ability to just still utilize those funds, not you know, because they're not, obviously not earning as much as real estate investors get. But now you can pull the fund the funds out at seven percent. Does that report to your credit bureau? It does not. Oh, see, that's even better. So you don't have to say anything. So it's like it never happened to the bank. And and uh, and it's not it's not it's not. There's no tax issue as well because I'm yeah. I'm, I'm it's, being, a loan. it's a loan. It's, it's not it, it doesn't trigger that. And then when. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, I pass away, it's not going to trigger taxes either because it's a uh, it, it's life insurance. Yeah. So it's tax free. Yeah, that's the, my- the big the big benefit. Um, I've heard actuaries speak about this many years ago, probably before the infinite banking concept really was a thing, because that's only more recently that I've heard that thrown around. It's certain it's yeah. definitely gained popularity of late. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. There's been a lot of people who've been practicing it for a long yeah. time, but it, uh, it's starting to I think social media has been a big piece yeah. on that and, and getting the limelight. And there's a lot of uh, people who are very, very hesitant. Like I would have been very hesitant if I didn't build a relationship with Peter Lount. Um, because if you don't structure these life insurance policies properly to be yeah. an infinite banking, then it then it's not set up right. Then so it, it won't have the proper cash value to it, borrow it against. It doesn't grow yeah. properly. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to, as an investor, I wouldn't be able to take a collateralized loan and mm-hmm. have that money working for me. I think one of the best things you've said is that it doesn't report to your credit. <laughs> like that's like, okay, that really makes a huge difference because now you, you know, you can build that fund, uh, but you also have access to it. It's not going to affect your ability to borrow from the banks. And uh, at 7%, it's not that much different from the rates people are paying on their mortgages right now. So, Yeah, there, and there's definitely, there's so many advantages in that respect, okay. which are great. So your your big opportunity here then is just the ability to move quickly. You have funds that you can draw against anytime you want. Forty eight hours, you got the money. In the meantime, it's earning you money. Correct. Yeah, it's very. It's. It, I don't have to go through the red tape as far as hey, can I get a loan? Can I re- refinance? Like refinancings yeah. are taking months now in order to refinance with the bank. Okay. So that that seven percent that you are paying is. Is that so? Is that going to the whole fund, or is that going to specifically your portion? So your cash value is being grown at seven percent when you're borrowing against it. So the whole fund, um, like as in like the life insurance policies fund, or my own policy. Yeah, yeah, the whole life insurance, like their their mutual fund, or I'm, is it just going to straight to your policy? Is your policy just growing by seven percent on uh, whatever you borrowed? The money that I so yeah, they're individual, like yeah. they're they're individual. Entities. So, so your individual entity is, is basically collecting seven percent less management fees uh, when you borrow against well, it. Well, I would when I when I borrow against my policy. Yeah, that would be money that the life insurance would be making. Yeah. So they would then pay that out in a dividend of five percent. So they're creating their dividend based upon. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so, so the company makes that money, and then they they give you the five percent. Exactly. So the, so the spread is basically there. Exactly. Yeah. And the life insurance um, they spread their mm-hmm. investments out. So they're yeah. they're actually they're loaning money in yeah. a, to and they're investing in real estate. They're investing in okay. In so it's not and, just the infinite banking that they're investing in. Correct. Like they're not just lending no. out money. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, these life insurance yeah. they they don't care that it's called the infinite banking. They don't yeah. see it as that. They're yeah. just providing the whole. So life the insurance. infinite banking is the concept. It's a concept. Yeah. They don't yeah. advertise. They don't it. call it that. No, no. this no. is just a concept. It, correct. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, so I had so many people reach out to me like, hey, you should have infinite banking on. And I'm like, okay, well, then I finally talked to Peter about it. I had people actually offer to pay me to come on the show to talk about this. I'm like, okay, well, there's obviously something going on there. I just, I would rather have somebody like you who just did it. Independent. Come on, yeah. independent, yeah. not selling it. Nope. Just talk about it. Nope. And uh, so that's cool. So what do you, uh, like beyond what we've discussed, are there any other benefits that, that you kind of see like, you know, from a simple approach that it's going to do for you or is that it's really, it's the flexibility. It's control. Yeah. Um, like it's, I get to, I get to grow my family banking system um, mm -hmm. at my own rate and I get to take, take control into my, my own life. Like yeah. there's so many things in this world right now, um, as you know, like are out of our control. So yeah. um, if I can, like I can't, it was interesting talking about lockdowns. Like as a teacher, I wasn't sure if, uh, when, when they sent us home originally in March 2020, I don't know if they were going to continue to pay us. They, yeah. they did, which was fantastic. But it was a real, um, it was a real turning point where it's like, okay, I need yeah. to start looking at different vehicles um, to to ensure in my life that I'm going to have yeah. wealth for my family. Yeah. So. Uh, real estate investing, the infinite banking. Like I started to really research these different mm -hmm. um, vehicles that can add security to my life. So that's nice. where it, it, the pressure point really hit. Okay, yeah, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I I've said this before, but I don't think there's anything more risky than only having one source of income. Hundred percent. You cannot do that. Like if your job is your only source of income, then all it takes is the boss to not like you or to give you an ultimatum, and it's a, it's choose between feeding your family or you know going against your integrity or, or or your beliefs right so i think it's really really important that um that people diversify and that real estate's a big thing there it sounds like infinite banking could be a, p a component mm -hmm. um and then yeah start businesses do things be be an entrepreneur because back in the day like 150 years ago people weren't employees like everybody like you had your shoe repairman you had your your blacksmith everybody had a trade that they were in they all they all just did something they were they were self-employed this concept of working jobs and careers is, is much more modern yep. um, historically. And I, and I think it's it's very important as people, I think it's only a natural progression as we grow mm -hmm. uh, as individuals. Like let's say I'm a teacher, for example, and you know the, the traditional length of, a, of a, a career is 30 years. That's a yeah. long time. Well, what happens if I, I start to, you know, I, I get interested in other things after year yeah. 17 or 20? Yeah. I see so many people unfortunately and this doesn't even have to be teaching it can be whatever yeah. but they're if they are, are promised a pension at the end that they're hanging on to at a job that say they don't like for the last 10 years yeah. because they're trying to get that pension they want to get to their pension date oh when i hear people say that i'm like you don't get these years back it's sad yeah it's i, I feel for them because they're and, and you can yeah. see that they're they're going to work every day yeah. and their their heads are down and they're not happy yeah. and, and i feel i feel we could solve a lot of problems yeah. with people's mental health yeah. uh, if they were fired up and excited about getting up every morning yeah, and doing yeah, what yeah. they love to do. Well, yeah, yeah. Work work because you love it. Work, work a job that you love and do that because you love it. I mean, we have enough resources, enough people who've come on this podcast who've created wealth to the point where they don't even need to work and they're in their like 20s. <laughs> um, you know, there are, there are ways. So th this is the type of things like I, we need to be teaching our kids. And yeah. that's where I am starting to talk yeah. about with my students is saying, okay, let's yeah. explore this. And, and yeah. I, I actually, I teach, I teach um, 
you know, substance abuse and mental health within a grade, the grade nine curriculum. And we yeah. talk about, I, I scale back and we talk about, okay, what, yeah. what is happiness and what, what is yeah. creating a life of fulfillment and, and it, how does that look? And I feel like that's a real base layer that we need to get back to. Nice. Okay. Dan, been fun talking to you. Is there anything you would want to share with people before we wrap up? Just, uh, my biggest message, I guess, is, is, uh, be intentional with your life. Really try and, and be better better today than you were yesterday and start looking at how can you do that. So mm-hmm. whether that's your whether that's your health, your wealth, your relationships, um, be intentional. Um, little by little, little becomes yeah. a lot. I love that expression. Um, I'm stealing it from Sean Croxton who has a, a podcast called The Quote of the Day, which I listen to. I'll give him a shout out in that. Okay. And he really talks about little by little, little becomes a lot. Start somewhere on trying to improve your yeah. life and and just keep at it yeah yeah it compounds right yeah. yeah cool and where do people find you reach you yep so um i'm actually starting really really quick i'm starting a, a mastermind that we we meet once a once a month uh we bring guests on and it's called uh, dan at cashflowcrew.ca mm-hmm. um and it's just a zoom call and we bring different people who have different yeah. areas of interest whether that's real estate crypto um yeah. stock hacking i've actually i've d- done some option trading yeah so with we bring, yeah i've done okay. i did Irwin's um wealth academy there which was fantastic so i'm cool. active involved that and then i've started an instagram page called dan mcmullen lifestyles yeah. so you can follow me on that dan mcmullen well. lifestyles and then cashflow crew Ca- dan, dan at cashflow crew so that's the email that's the email okay yeah. yeah so i sent actually to uh Okay, so Jane's got all that. Correct. Okay, we'll put that in the uh, in the uh, show notes so people can reach out to you. And uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you making the drive down. Yeah, this is uh, this has been fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.